This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. My beloved brothers and sisters, it is important for us to constantly consider our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has bestowed upon us so many blessings. If we were to count them, we would never be able to count all of them. If you are to try and count the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, upon you, you would not be able to count them all, subhanallah. Indeed, man is oppressive and he is ungrateful, subhanallah. Man is oppressive and ungrateful. So my brothers and sisters, in order to combat this, we need to realize one thing. And that is constantly be thankful of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Constantly be thankful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah has given you something, let it be a means of making you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When Allah has tested us, usually we become closer to Allah because we want to make dua. We want to supplicate to Allah. So we become closer to Allah when He tests us by taking things away. Someone is not well, they are sick, they are ill. What happens? They begin to make dua to Allah. They supplicate, they call out to Allah because they are sick, because they are ill. Subhanallah. But when the opposite is to happen where when you are blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, do not allow that to turn you away from Allah. Let it be a means of bringing you closer to Allah. That is the successful. There are many people who have a lot of blessings. But not many of them would actually be the believers who turn to Allah because of the blessings. When you look at the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِذَا أَنْعَمْنَا عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ أَعْرَضَ وَنَآ بِجَانِبِهِ When we bless man, when we have blessed man, you find him turning away from us and he goes on to his side. The minute Allah takes away things from a person, you find that different people do different things. But a believer would turn to Allah both in good conditions and in difficult conditions. I must make mention that this being the first Jumu'ah and the first Salah here in this beautiful masjid, in this lovely part of the northern part of Nigeria, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us the opportunity to attend this masjid and to be part of Salatul Jumu'ah today. May Allah accept it from us. And the reason why I say this is Masajid are known as the houses of Allah. Indeed, these places where we put our heads on the ground they belong to Allah. You cannot put your head on the ground for anyone besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to us, 
don't call out to anyone besides Allah. The masjid is Baytullah. If it is the house of Allah, and if you are connected to the house of Allah, it means you have a connection with Allah. And this is why one narration says, from among those who will earn the shade of Allah on the day of Qiyamah, there are those who, subhanallah, those whose hearts were connected to the house of Allah. If your heart is connected to the house of Allah, you are a VIP because you are connected to Allah. How can I be connected to your house when I am not connected to you? I can only be connected to your house and come to your house often when I have a good relationship with you. So Allah is saying to us, if you are connected to my house, you come for salah, you are here for fajr, you are here for dhuhr, you are here for salatul isha, you come for jumu'ah and so on. It means you are connected to me. And if you are connected to me, you will be a VIP on the day of judgment. May Allah grant that to us. But for me, there is something more interesting where Many of us, if we take a look at our lives, we want to earn money. When we earn money, we want to do certain things. We will have a good motor vehicle. We want to have a very nice home. We will build a very nice house. And how many years will we be living in that house? To be honest, very few. Maybe our children might live there if we are lucky or one of them at least. Very few are going to live in the house that you built. And very few years will you live in the same house. By the time we usually have a house that is a house of our dreams, we are already quite old. And when we are old, the average lifespan of Banu Adam, according to the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, is between 60 and 70 years. So we will already just live for a few years and go. But it is not bad. It is not something haram. It is not prohibited to build such a house. However, consider, have you built a house of the hereafter for yourself? That is more important. What have you done so that you can have a palace in the hereafter? What did you do so that the people, subhanallah, who are obviously around us have been reminded of Allah such that we are constantly thinking to ourselves, when I pass away, where will I go? Have I prepared an abode? Have I prepared some house? Have I built my palace? So how do we build that palace? We build it in many ways by developing your relationship with Allah by doing good deeds your salah your tilawah of the Quran your adhkar that dhikr that we turn away from that is how we will build our palace in Jannatul Firdaus if there is dhikr that you fulfill every morning every evening subhanallah wa bihamdihi subhanallah al-azim glory be to Allah praise be to Allah Allah is the greatest, etc. These are powerful words that would result in the bricks that will build your house of the hereafter. But if Allah has blessed you with wealth and you have humility with that wealth, you are already heading into the right company of the hereafter. If Allah has blessed you with authority and you have humility with authority, you will be joining the ranks of Rasulullah if you are a true believer. If Allah has blessed you with anything in this world and you have humility with that, together with your iman, you are heading in the right direction. And if Allah has blessed you with wealth and you have built a house for the sake of Allah, Muhammad tells us, Whoever builds for Allah a house, 
genuinely for the service of the deen, genuinely to bring the Muslim ummah together, to give them a facility to come together to worship Allah as an ummah, to bring them together, not to separate them. If someone builds a masjid to separate people, the Quran speaks about that separation as being something that will be a driving force for them to lose the hereafter. But if we build a house, Lillahi, man bana Lillahi masjidan, whoever builds a house of Allah, a masjid for Allah, the Prophet says, Allah will build for him a house in Jannah. May Allah build for us houses in Jannah. Those who put up this facility, may Allah grant them their forefathers and their children and their families Jannatul Firdaus. And all of us, may we also be connected. Sometimes you may not have the wealth to build a house. You can frequent the house, you will still be getting your palace in Jannah. You can contribute towards the house, you will still be getting your palace in Jannah. When Allah builds for you, let me explain. You need to compare it with the building of the wealthiest man around us. Say for example, you had a friend who was the richest of the rich in the world. And he said, I want to build a house for you. What type of house do you think he's going to build for you? He's going to build a superb place. He's going to build something that will not, they will not leave a stone unturned in order to make sure you have the latest and the best facility. Imagine when Allah builds you the house. Subhanallah Rabbil Alameen. May Allah build for us houses in Jannah. My brothers and sisters, when we came to this earth, we came with nothing, not even clothes. We were clothed by those around us. Wallahi, when we leave, we will leave with nothing material. We will only leave with our deeds. The deeds. What deeds did you do? If you have money and you have amassed it, you won't leave with it. You only leave with what you have spent. That might sound amazing and surprising. You only leave with what you have spent. You don't leave with what you left behind. What you left behind, it is for the heirs. In Arabic known as the waratha. But what you have spent, your name is already written next to it. That which is with you right now is going to be depleted. Someone else's name will be written next to it in a few years. That which you have deposited with Allah. That is yours. That which you have spent in a good cause, your name is written, you have deposited it with Allah, Allah will give you the reward of it. Fulfill your prayer, establish it. Give alms to the poor, be charitable, Allah says, and give that loan to Allah, He will repay it to you in a handsome way. وَمَا تُقَدِّمُوا لِأَنفُسِكُمْ مِنْ خَيْرٍ تَجِدُوهُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ هُوَ خَيْرًا وَأَعْظَمَ أَجْرًا That which you have deposited with Allah, that which you have spent in the cause of Allah, and you have given it to something that will please Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says you did it for yourself, you will find it with Allah multiplied so many fold that Allah says there is no limit to it. It will be better than what you spent and greater in reward. So those were just a few words of encouragement and supplication for us and for those who put up this particular masjid and all other masajid. May we be from among those who at least frequent the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and may we be from among those who always think of 
what will be happening the minute I close my eyes? Have I done something good so that at least Allah will give me Jannatul Firdaus? Amen. My brothers and sisters, today we will be witnessing the officiation of a marriage, a nikah, between two people from blessed homes. And it is important for us to realize that many of us out here, we are looking for spouses. But sometimes when we look for spouses, we don't know what to look at. People say, this is a very wealthy family, I'm going to marry in them. Do they have deen? Do they have some form of connection with Allah? Because to be honest with you, you need to ask yourself always, and I'm addressing the youngsters here, ask yourself always, when I look for someone, in fact, even the women, they can take a page from what I'm about to say. When you're looking for someone, we are taught, You need to become victorious by choosing and selecting someone who has a connection with Allah, known as the deen. They have the correct faith. They have a relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is when you will be truly victorious. So I had a young man come to me and say, does that mean we must marry an ugly woman if she is religious? My brother, when I heard that question, I was smirking and smiling because I told myself, you haven't understood. So I thought of explaining to the young lad, when someone has deen and character, as taught by the Prophet When someone comes to propose for your daughter and they have good religion and they have good character, give that daughter of yours in marriage to that person if the daughter is willing. If the daughter is not willing, you are not allowed to give. If she is willing, give her. For as long as there is deen and akhlaq in that brother, there will be barakah. That's the hadith. So if someone has deen and akhlaq, give them a one. Give them a one, one point. They have one point. Write down one. If they are good looking, give them a zero. What does it make it? Ten. Okay. If they have a lot of wealth, give them another zero. What does that make it? A hundred. If they come from a good family, give them another zero. What does it make it? A thousand. If they have a lot of other things, give them another zero. How much would that make it? 10,000 and so on. Keep on giving them zeros for every other thing. But for deen and akhlaq, what did you give them? A one. If they don't have deen and akhlaq, remove the one. What are they remaining with? Zero. They have nothing. That is how we as Muslims should look at it. So the more the merrier, it is better. If you have someone who's really good looking, mashallah, they come from a good family, alhamdulillah, they might be wealthy, alhamdulillah, they have something more, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. But if they don't have deen and akhlaq, you remove the one, you are left with nothing, you are wasting your time, my brother, my sister. You will be depressed in that relationship. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. Remember that example. Give it to your children. Tell the others when they ask you, tell them, look for anything and everything, but don't compromise one thing. Don't compromise one thing. And I'm so grateful. And that's one of the reasons why I am here. During this time of pandemic, may Allah protect us all from it. I believe firmly that in this part of the world, we have a connection with the deen that is unique. May Allah preserve it. May Allah keep it. And Allah says, Remember the favor of Allah upon you. Remember that Allah has favored you. 
إذ كنتم أعداء فألف بين قلوبكم Remember, when you were enemies before, you didn't get along, you were disunited, you were fighting one another. But by the gift of Allah, He united you and He brought you together. That is the gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My brothers and sisters, when we come together in marriage, there are two different people from two different families, perhaps slightly different habits. They will have different likes and dislikes to a certain extent. They will come together and they need to compromise, they need to sacrifice, they need mutual respect. One might like certain things that the other may not like in terms of food, in terms of perhaps a conveyance or a home or a color preference. Those are minor issues, my brothers and sisters. We have to compromise to a degree in order to get along. The same applies in the ummah, in your communities, in your societies, in your broader families. You will always have to compromise a few things here and there and there must be mutual respect. Ultimately, we will agree to disagree very respectfully. Remember that. That is the teaching that Muhammad has given us. We may never be exactly the same. There were differences of opinion among the Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Subhanallah. They loved each other. We are taught not to say one bad word about any one of the companions. لا تسبوا أصحابي فوالذي نفسي بيده لو أنفق أحدكم مثل أحد ذهب ما بلغ مد أحدهم ولا نصيفه don't ever speak ill about any one of my companions, says Muhammad Because wallahi, if you had to spend the Mount Uhud full of gold in the cause of Allah, it will not come anywhere near even a handful or half a handful that they spent in the cause of Allah. What is he teaching us? Respect. Respect your elders. Respect others. You are not the only person on earth. Your system of thinking is not the only one on earth. Subhanallah. Respect each other so much so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the Jews and the Christians and the others who did not fight you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Mumtahina quickly, meaning very clearly makes mention of something interesting. He says, لَا يَنْهَاكُمُ اللَّهُ عَنِ الَّذِينَ لَمْ يُقَاتِلُوكُمْ فِي الدِّينِ وَلَمْ يُخْرِجُوكُمْ مِنْ دِيَارِكُمْ Allah does not stop you from being just and kind. Allah encourages you. Allah instructs you to be just and to be kind to those who did not fight you. They have not removed you from your homes. They belong to different religions. Subhanallah. They belong to different religions, but if they did not fight you and they did not remove you from your homes and they did not assist others to fight you, be just with them, be kind. You have your faith, I have mine. If that is the instruction when it comes to the non-Muslims, my brothers and sisters, what about in the Muslim ummah? Surely they should be mutual respect. We cannot allow the wanton fighting and killing for no reason, just because we differ in one or two points and differences have been there from the very beginning. So let us understand this and let us learn to respect each other. When you differ, when you want to express your opinions, do so very respectfully. There is no need to insult others. There is no need to fight and kill others, not at all. This is where we are failing, my brothers and sisters. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen us. I am seizing the opportunity to mention this because I want to let you know. When you are blessed, people are jealous. 
When people are jealous, they plan your downfall. In order to create that downfall, they create disunity and hatred amongst you for small reasons. Don't allow that to happen. Don't allow that. You are blessed with what? I explained to you. You are blessed with the deen. You are blessed with beautiful, rich culture that you have that is connected to the deen of Allah. You are blessed with wealth. You are blessed with so much of goodness. You have that which others do not have in other parts of the world. Wallahi, jealousy would lead to them inciting you to fight one another. That is why the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, لا ترجعوا بعدي كفارا يضرب بعضكم رقاب بعض Right at the end of his life, he says, Do not turn away from the deen by killing one another from amongst you. You are all saying, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah, but you are killing each other, hitting each other's necks and swiping each other's throats and necks. Who said this? Muhammad I am here today repeating the same thing, my brothers and sisters. Respect those whom you differ with, with the difference. I'm not telling you to give up your opinion. If you believe something is absolutely correct and valid, just like I do, something based on Quran, Sunnah, etc. You be, if someone else believes otherwise, you may respectfully present and intellectually present your opinion such that you convince them regarding your view. Who knows? You might be wrong. They might be right. And if they do the same and present it intellectually, you will come to the conclusion perhaps as to who is right and who is wrong, until such time you will still not disrespect each other. We are humankind. When I see my brother going astray, what is my duty? Qasaman birabbil bayt. I swear by Allah who is the Lord of the Kaaba. My duty is to try and look at how I can bring him closer to the truth because he is lost. Do you think my duty is to hit him, bash him? and destroy him and his family and his progeny, they are related to me somehow. After all, we are children of Adam. And on top of that, we are from the same region. We would probably be connected not too far off in our forefathers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness and bless us in every way. Once again, I quickly want to recap to say, my brothers and sisters, connect yourselves to the houses of Allah. Don't let anything come between you and the houses of Allah. Secondly, if you can build a masjid, do so for as long as it is for the sake of Allah. If you contribute towards a masjid, do so because your money will be accepted. When you have given one brick, Allah won't just give you a brick in the hereafter. He is so, so, so generous. He will build the whole house for you in return for the brick. And then my brothers and sisters, when getting married, I gave you a beautiful piece of advice because of the fact that some... A couple are coming together from a blessed home or from blessed homes. I thought maybe that would be interesting to hear. And the last point I raised was, please, let's learn to respect each other with our differences, no matter what. I'm not telling you to compromise the truth. The truth is uncompromisable. You believe in the truth, we will adopt the truth. But when you believe someone else is wrong, please be careful. Don't let shaitan overtake you by becoming harsh, hard, disrespectful. And speak in a tone that will create war. We don't want that. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. Barakallahu lana wa lakum fil Qur'ani wa sunnah wa nafa'ani wa iyaakum bima fihima min al-ayati wal hikmah. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisairi al-muslimina fa astaghfiruhu innahu jawadun kareem.